0: going on everyone this is city wrestling radio and this is our uh, our first ever top 10 top 10 television appearances by wrestlers or television cameos by wrestlers however you want to put it there's a lot of wrestlers that have made appearances in television shows and we're gonna Mm -hmm. not necessarily run down the 10 best because we are not um accredited to do that this is top 10 to us top 10 our favorites uh yes. You know, I'm your host Corey Smith, as always for City Wrestling Radio. Joining me via a magical computer internet powers, Mr. Jose Oseguera.
1: How you doing? How's everybody
0: else doing? We're hanging and banging. We are hanging and banging. You know that sounds a lot like Gen Grills' um, catchphrase, "Fanging and banging." That's right. Yeah, fanging and banging since 1996, I believe it was. Uh, but nonetheless. Uh, follow like, share, and subscribe at CWR415. Uh, Shelly
1: cl- Martinez. Sorry to interrupt, but I had to, uh, or else I would forget her name. Remember, we were asking what was that ECW vampire's name? Yes. WWE's version of e- e- ECW? Yes. Shelly Martinez. Okay. Ariel.
0: Oh. I vaguely remember that name. It was with the fake gangrail. I
1: forgot what that guy's name was. Oh,
0: God. Edmund. He had Finger like the tape. black hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. button up. Um mm-hmm. Who was the, oh, for some reason I was singing Daphne. She was with David Uh, Flair.
1: Yeah, that was a cool, and what was the other guy's name?
0: Crowbar? I think so. There there was a crowbar. There definitely was a crowbar. Mm -hmm. Uh, Guys, take your crowbar and smash the subscribe button down below. Uh, Not literally, but metaphorically, because you won't be able to watch the rest of the video, and then you won't know what we think about wrestlers and TV shows. So that's how you crowbar a Segway. Anyways, exactly. Let's (laughs) get right into it. I don't want to waste any time. No, let's go. Let's start off with number 10 in our first ever top 10 uh, countdown. Uh, Like I said, number top 10. uh, I'm going to I'm going to take the events. Jose, I think you take the odds. Sounds good. Um, Top 10 wrestling cameos in television shows. Number 10. It's the game. Triple H. He actually made an appearance on a a show we talked about last week uh, during uh, our first ever review of Sunday Night Heat. Uh, You know, uh, Pacific Blue Uh, Triple H made his appearance on uh, season four, episode three. The original air date was the same exact date as the premiere of Sunday Night Heat. That is August 2nd, 1998. WWE has always had a close working relationship with the USA Network and their original programming. But in 1998, WWF was in the height of the Attitude Era and premiered their secondary show to the WWE Raw show. Like I said, Sunday Night Heat. Uh, But what better way to keep WWE fans to the channel than to have the game Triple H make a guest cameo right after he just coursed a bunch of women into taking their shirts off in, uh, in a live crowd. If you'd like to hear more, you can see our review of that yeah. Sunday Night
1: Heat uh, on podcast our videos. YouTube,
0: yeah. check it out. Um, but uh, in this show, Triple H uh, played a bodyguard for a drug dealer named, I don't know, the, the, <laughs> uh, Topaz, Lopez, um, uh, I don't know what they would name him, Brad. I don't know, you know? Uh, but Triple H is, uh, was playing himself because in the show he had. His he he had the DX shirt on because you know he you did, can't it, you yeah. don't want to reckon you can't recognize the game unless he has a DX shirt.
1: His character was a wrestling fan.
0: Uh, well, no, I can conf- no. He's I confirmed the IMDb page. He was okay, legit. Was he was Triple H. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> he was taking a high side hustle. That was a side hustle. You know, I guess in this reality, WWE or WWF at the time didn't pay enough, and he yeah. wasn't. He wasn't dating Stephanie yet. So he's like, I got to make some extra money. So he was doing bodyguard work for drug dealers. It was a little Ven- bit more grimy Venice like, the,
1: uh, like Quentin Tarantino of the universe. He has a and, little bit
0: more grimy. And it would have it made sense because that's why Mario Lopez was so steamed up and angry when he was at Sunday <laughs> in Sunday Night Heat. But we did get our Mario Lopez payoff in this episode when he got into a brawl with Triple H after Triple H suplexed the blonde woman and then knocked Mario Lopez out. Pretty much, I I, mean, I laughed out loud for I, that one. It it was funny because Triple H, she goes, he's he's, he's he's like he's like not like shut up, Blondie, and like punches her. I was like, oh my god, this is too much. Uh, it was just so ridiculous and it, it was great and I loved it because it was um the same night as Sunday Night Heat. So yeah, good stuff. And let's continue with our number nine pick, Jose. Okay. Um, I had something different here earlier,
1: as you know, but what? because this is so impactful to the industry and to the way uh, TV shows are made nowadays, I have The Big Show with The Big Show Show.
0: Okay, The Big Show Show. I remember that. It was Yeah, the, now the, the, this show premiered
1: on Netflix earlier this year.
0: The yesteryear of 2020. It seems so long ago. It seems like it was just yesterday, but it was so long ago. Was it this year or was it last It year? was this year. Okay. It was definitely this year. Just feels like a long time. It does. Doesn't it?
1: Um, the show, the, the number one reason why I have it on the list is because we actually have a wrestler being the central figure of a show. Yeah. Now be it. It's Netflix. Still, they're, they're becoming leaders and they're becoming a legit channel. And now they're being nominated for Emmys when it comes to the sitcoms. So let's give it up to big show. Uh, first couple episodes. Not very good of an actor. (laughs)
0: Hey, you know, um, I will say this. I did watch the show and it's it's, if you need something to have on in the background Mm -hmm. or if you're into really cheesy sitcom like shows, it's very Nickelodeon. Yeah. Or, you know, UPN or, you know, whatever they have ABC Family. Right, right.
1: Well um you know we got to make sure that we we say that Big Show is generally used to being like that big oaf of a character um and in big movies so he's not the center figure of the show yeah cuz so it took a little getting used <clears throat> to i think for him
0: yeah definitely and i cuz i remember Big Show i remember his, one of his first acting roles was uh in I a didn't movie say no. Oh, was it? What it was? It Captain Insano. I remember that, but he had a brief, like a very small background role in um what was that movie with with Arnold Schwarzenegger? And he was like, uh, it was like a Christmas movie. Was, ah, I got to get the toy. I got to jingle get, all the way. Jingle all the way, yeah. Uh, that movie where Big Show played a giant Santa in the Santa counterfeit factory. Oh, okay. It was just one so of those close things-
1: to being close to being an extra.
0: Yeah, pretty much. But he had like one dubbed over role. Mm-hmm. So, but no, the okay. big show the big just show, so we show know, is...
1: just so we know what the show is about. He's a dad uh, mm-hmm. of course married with two young daughters but he has a previous uh, marriage and a daughter from that previous marriage. That daughter comes to live a.k.a. Brady Bunch style with his new family.
0: Yes. Yeah, no, it's and his youngest daughter is like the one who's like the little tough one and she's she like wants to be a wrestler, I think. Or
1: she yeah. has like euros hidden in her closet and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, she's like the weird quirky one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but it really showed what a wrestler can achieve in this day and age, and you know, with their name success. Because Big Show isn't necessarily one of the most. I mean, he is actually one of the most recognizable people in wrestling. You know, from the Attitude Era. I think a lot of people do remember the Big Show just off of his sheer size, but at the same time, like man he really did stretch that like having a tv show mm-hmm. in this day and age on netflix making probably pretty good money from it you know whether it goes another season or it doesn't um you know that that really proves that he did something mm-hmm. that most couldn't so congratulations yeah. big show
1: yeah and he actually makes a cameo in one of my cameos
0: later on oh well let's continue the list with number eight oh i'm excited for this one number eight is is, is the Rattlesnake, Texas Rattlesnake himself, Goddamn! that Stone Cold Steve Austin and his Celebrity Deathmatch, god damn it. Uh, Celebrity Deathmatch, Stone Cold Steve Austin, starting in 1998, I believe leading to early 2000s. Uh, Celebrity Deathmatch was a staple of late 90s television. If you were unaware of what it was, it was a claymation show where it took two celebrities, pinning them one against the other, usually having fake uh, voiceover actors uh, portraying their characters. But not the Texas Rattlesnake. When he made his appearance in 1998, he did his own voiceover when he decided to lace up a pair of the clay-mated boots to join the mm-hmm. cast of Celebrity Deathmatch. Uh, Stone Cold joined as a color commentator, leading to actually the very first encounter of Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon. Oh, that was their first encounter. That was their first encounter before mm. before um, before the, milk. the seeing it on actual oh, TV. The milk. The, the beer yeah. uh stone cold steve austin stayed on to kind of act after that as a it was like the in-house scientist where he was like this what's going on here he's gonna take this sledgehammer he's gonna bash it into his knee and it's gonna cause a broken kneeitis things like that so it was great and it was just it was like literally one of the things like celebrity, like who doesn't at my age who doesn't remember celebrity deathmatch
1: I think everybody looked forward to it. Was it every Saturday night?
0: I think so. Sunday night. Sunday night. Thursday night. Monday night. I don't fucking know what. Mm. Night. It wasn't Monday night. That was when I, I think it was a weekend show.
1: I, I want to say. I might be wrong. That's when
0: Undressed know. was on. It Was the Monday night? Mm. The the teenage sick or the teenage soap opera show that had a lot of sex. But um, anyways, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin, like I said, stayed on the show, uh, testing insane maneuvers on each of his test subjects so i mean i always thought it was really cool too because i mean it's claymation and it was i was 12 so or 11 technically yeah but yeah excuse me yeah Yeah. okay
1: at number seven we have the rock ken shamrock ernie ladd and the hardy boys making a guest appearance on that 70s show this is early on in the show season one episode 15 i want to say yeah where they play wrestlers wrestling for the wwf even though at that time
0: it was known as the WWWF. Did they call it the WWWF in the show or no? They called it the WWF. Okay. There were banners in the background.
1: Okay. And I believe WWF wasn't created until around 1979. Okay. So, you know, continuity issue there, but no big deal. So pretty much The Rock plays his dad, Rocky Johnson, and Eric Foreman is a huge fan, and he just happens to – be up against 27 little people in 1998 they call them midgets (laughs) yeah and they were big fans of midget wrestling so was the rock johnson yeah uh we see the cardi boys make a cameo in ring
0: yeah yeah i saw each other
1: with some horrible ring uh wigs and we get ken shamrock uh punking red foreman back into his chair with the horrible wig
0: as i far. saw the wig on ken shamrock that was that was pretty bad especially because ken shamrock he has that snarl on his face it's just like ah like mm-hmm. doesn't really it doesn't really fit the look but he does also like it fits him very well <laughs> you yeah, know what i yeah. mean like he kind of looks like one of those 70s mobsters like from new york like looks very tough but hey i'm trying to look good for the disco hey <laughs> you know
1: yeah and we have uh ernie Ladd, he's actually playing one of the agents backstage. Trying to keep fans, you know, away from Rocky Johnson. Yeah. So that was interesting to see.
0: Yeah, and I, um, I did like, um, The Rock, cause he's playing his dad, and they're asking him for an autograph, and he's just mm-hmm. like, oh, I never, I never beat up so many midgets in one night. They just kept coming at you. Once you start, you start tossing them out, you just, you can't stop. <laughs> to bit my kneecaps. Yeah. Yeah. The Rock. I mean, it really, it really proved. Like it started to prove what the rock was capable yeah. of at that time. Oh, and, too.
1: and he even mentioned that he had a son that one day was going to be <laughs> the most electrifying sports entertainer of all time. Yeah.
0: I mean, that was that was one of those things. I was like, all right, we get it. You're the rock. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on. Let's continue with number six. With I've uh, never seen this. You've never seen this. But I've never seen the this. rowdy one rowdy, Rowdy Piper. I mean, you. I mean, people are probably gonna get mad at me for choosing this one, but it's probably like one of my. It's it's so funny and it's great and it's entertaining as hell. Rowdy Rowdy Piper playing the maniac in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Now Rowdy has always been known for many roles, including a cameo in Highlander, uh, and also starring in the cult classic movie They Live. But classic. But in two thousand and nine, Piper joined the cast of It's Always Sunny. And uh, for an episode entitled The Gang Wrestles for the Troops, uh, this episode follows the cast as they put on a charity wrestling show. Knowing almost nothing about wrestling, they enlist the help of Piper. Um, or in this universe, as he's known as the Maniac, he's hired as the main draw of the show and to teach him how to put on a wrestling show. The Maniac, Rowdy Piper, is living out of his car. And it's kind of like the darkest, like the darkest timeline for that movie, The Wrestler. Like, you know how the wrestler was like he was like this has been wrestler the movie. I mean, yeah, he's like this has been wrestler who who's kind of given up on life. He's lost everything kind of similar to like movie Ready to Rumble, you know, Jimmy the King. Um, But this was like, you know, Rowdy Piper was living out of his car. He was hearing voices. He was yelling at people on the phone over fifteen Uh, parking tickets he he has a a bucket of acorns and he's he's saying he doesn't you don't hear him say racial slurs but they say like oh he was calling you racial slurs earlier buddy like wait, what are you talking about (laughs) uh but the end of the episode the maniac roddy piper gets arrested for his unpaid parking tickets leading to uh the the gang and uh danny devito being uh the only people on the card for the night so One of the greatest things I just I loved about Roddy Piper, but you know, as we all know, uh, as taught by WWE, hashtag card subject to change. Mm -hmm. So as was this card. Let's continue with the list, Jose. uh, Number what number five? Number five. I have
1: John Cena doing
0: his. uh, Is this his
1: one and only SNL appearance, or being the host?
0: Oh, I mean. Maybe being I couldn't. I couldn't find anything.
1: I'll look into um, it. I mean I could have dug deeper, sure. Yeah. But um this episode was dope. It was uh season 42, episode nine, in case you're looking for it. Some of the main uh giggles you'll get is the controversial Alabama student uh presentation. Yeah, did you see that?
0: Uh no, I'm I'm I mean, I'm that was like, okay, the first so thing I popped there's, up.
1: There's there's three students taking like their oral exams, and um his exam was on bananas. And because he was a football player, he was getting the okay to play. Okay. Sounds that was legit. There's uh, the Karate Kid segment where he played Johnny. Oh, and he the also – That guy in the, he, in the
0: final fight. He also dressed in drag at the ill segment. I think so, yeah. Yeah, the, it was like him and uh, Jimmy Fallon doing ill. Oh, that's yeah, – They're just yeah, like yeah. little girls or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. and then uh, he plays Gronk. Ron really? Gronkowski from uh, now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I believe, um, on how to not waste your money. Gig is like a Jeopardy uh, bit, uh, but it the, all the answers was. That. I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. Watch it. Um, I also know he was on.
0: Uh, he was on Parks and Recreations. I know that he made a brief cameo on that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so it's kind it. of SNLE. I see it, but mm-hmm. well, that was just him just coming out on the sh- like a show on the show as John oh, okay. Cena. So yeah
1: yeah um one last bit that was pretty funny it was uh looking through the eyes of donald trump and
0: at one point donald oh trump my god around, yeah i remember that and, one
1: and he looks in the mirror and of course it's john cena with his, you know it's that's how he sees himself as john cena with these huge prosthetic hands yeah that are like maybe two feet each yeah uh that that was killer that was
0: so bad. yeah i forgot john cena, that. That was SNL. Great. yeah john cena on snl that was pretty great um You know, he's another one, man. He's he's like The Rock where he really he's really coming out onto his own. And a lot of people aren't giving him his just do, you know, like they're not giving him enough credit right now. But he's
1: just now starting to shake that muscle head uh, image.
0: Yeah. I mean, look at The Rock. How long did it take for The Rock to actually get into that main movie star role? Like he was the tooth fairy years ago, but it was like these. Kind of crappy roles he was getting, Scorpion King,, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, he was paying his dues, just like in yeah. wrestling, and I think John Steen is paying his dues as well right now, um you know, even with movies movies that are you know funny, what was the movie with him and the kids, and he was trying to stop his kid from losing her virginity on prom night the blockers, blockers, like things like that, you know, before he gets some serious role, like some real serious roles
1: mm-hmm. later down the road the firefighter one is
0: cute firefighter, oh.
1: It's a new one. It's like his newest uh, movie where he's like an elite firefighter, Okay. you know, jumping in uh, forest fires. And he fall, he uh, runs into these runaway kids and he shelters them for a while. So he goes from, you know, hard nose to softy in no time.
0: Well, you know, uh, no matter what, they're eventually going to have rock Cena three, but not in the ring. On the silver screen, it's gonna happen one of these days. The yeah. Rock and Cena yeah. in a movie together, like mm-hmm. where it's gonna be like a Civil War type situation, but then they're gonna be like, "We need to work together because we're friends." Well,
1: they're both in the Fast and Furious uh, saga, <laughs> Fast right? and
0: Furious number something. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's, so. It's I believe part so. part of that universe, right? I believe so. I believe he's joined the universe. Okay. He's joined the the FF universe. Mm-hmm. So. Let's continue on better. Yeah, FF Fast and Furious to number four. Number four is the excellence of execution. The Hitman, Brett, the Hitman Hart. Oh, you know, uh, yeah, I was on The Simpsons, you know. Bret Hart on The Simpsons. Some would call Bret Hart the greatest wrestler of all time. Some would say it was himself that said that. Uh, but And some would also say he was one of the most memorable moments in Simpson's history in 1997 in the episode entitled Simps or Lisa and the Old Man Montgomery Birds is forced to sell his house during the house sale uh, who shows up none other than Brett the hitman Hart himself uh he uh, takes a look at the house and uh while looking at the house he's told that the shrieking sheep lives three doors down and he takes it automatically or he takes it right then and uh you know this is really cool because i felt like like, even though this is such a short clip and such a short cameo, first off, when I was a kid, I didn't believe it was Bret Hart doing the voice. I was like, that's not mm-hmm. Bret Hart doing the voice. Now that I listen to it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Bret Hart doing the voice, you know. Um, Simpsons doesn't mess around. When they need voices, they get the legit voices. Um, so, but they were both, I feel like, at the peak of their careers at this point, The Simpsons and, and Bret, Bret Hart. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And on this cross crossing of paths, <laughs> you had um, like Bret Hart, who was, you know, I can't, I, I didn't look into the exact date, but, you know, either going in or coming out of the Montreal screw job, you know what I mean? Going into WCW eventually. Like, he's literally at the highest, the peak of his career. So maybe he's, 96. Yeah, he's like, oh, I know. I mean, it was in 97 that is this, oh, okay. this episode. So, like, you know, it's like he's right there. Mm-hmm. And The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Like they were still going up and they were still making success. And because this is what, like season, we like season seven or season eight or nine, one of those early seasons. Mm-hmm. They're still going strong at season 30. But some would say they died off after like season 10, you know? Really? A, a lot of people have said se- Simpsons aren't that great after season 10. I don't agree. Hmm. My cutoff is like season like 16 or 17
1: mine is right around the time family guy came back from their first cancellation. Yeah. That's when the, when the Simpsons stopped being as popular to me right. and as funny.
0: I think the newest episode or the, the newest episode that I have fully liked was Frank Grimes, Jr. I didn't see that one. That was, oh, check Sorry. out Frank Grimes, Jr. <laughs> that was, that was. But Brett, the Hitman Hart, heart, uh, like I said, uh, even uh, to this day, Brett Hart is proud of his work. He's done on the Simpsons. Uh, yelling at Ric Flair because he doesn't even have a, a Simpsons action figure. Do you, Rick? Huh? <laughs> um, but you know, it's funny. Ric Flair was on the Cleveland show. I didn't know that. I, we, I, I didn't see that one. Uh, that's what wow. I didn't see. But I, I saw yeah. some clips. I mean, it was kind of funny. But, you know, it was a more recent Cleveland show that was.
1: I uh, yeah, I think it ended maybe two years ago.
0: Uh, but like he said, he's very proud of his work he does on The Simpsons. Uh, just hopefully he remembered to forward Mr. Burns's social security checks. So let's move on to Numero thrice. Hmm. All right.
1: Very iconic. Iconic. Uh, some of you may have sent for this particular wrestler via mail when you bought a G.I. Joe. And we remember when Cobra invented, or invented, created their new emperor, uh, Serpentor, ah. the G.I. Joe had to enlist the help of one Sergeant Slaughter.
0: Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. You said mail away. And I was just like, holy crap. I forgot you had to mail away for GI. There was like a mail away system for G.I. Joe's.
1: Mm-hmm. Me
0: and my dad got. And I never. It took special G.I. Joe. It took like three months for cross country to show up. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Anyway, sorry. I'm getting off track.
1: Sergeant Slaughter. (laughs) Sergeant Slaughter. So, yeah, he shows up as the answer to Sepentor. None of the Joes matched in strength or muscle, and might. But the only one that did was the
0: one Sergeant Slaughter. You know, Vince said he was actually better for the role than Sergeant Slaughter. was. ah, put me in the show. I got larger grapefruits than that guy. (laughs) Uh, no he didn't Uh, but no yeah no I always remember I think Sergeant Slaughter when I was a kid he was right up there with Hogan in my eyes because my dad watched G.I. Joe too and I watched G.I. Joe with him so Mm -hmm. I always remembered the sergeants I can't do a Sergeant Slaughter voice sorry listen up pencil neck geeks
1: yeah and it's very messy because you got to do a lot of uh, Daffy Duck spitting
0: yeah I'm not doing that marbles in your mouth too (laughs) But yeah, no, he was on, he's, he's one of the most iconic characters on G.I. Joe. I think some people even recognize Sergeant Slaughter in G.I. Joe over the WWE or mm-hmm. WWF, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Congratulations. And this has
1: to be one of the original crossover stars, right? Other than Hulk Hogan. Oh, even yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Even then, Hogan wasn't doing major, this is a major cartoon that the, that he's on. Major promotions, yeah. sending away for his action figure. So this is huge for the business.
0: Yeah, and this is, you know, Hogan had, I mean, they had that, TV show, the cartoon, Hogan and Friends or whatever. Yeah, Wrestlemania Buddies or something. But at the same time, that was very like WWE produced. They went up, not, they didn't produce it themselves, but, you know, it was made with association with the WWE. Yes. Mm -hmm. Whereas this was like they went out and they said we want Sgt. Slaughter or we want this person in our show. You know, let's Mm -hmm. do this. So it really says that, you know, like WWE was showing something or WWF was showing something at the time to for G G. I Joe to or Hasbro to reach out to them to say, hey, we want this guy in our cartoon. Yeah. And he and he wasn't
1: in a lot of uh episodes. I think he only made the Sepentor series, really. Yeah. I don't think he showed up after that or before that.
0: Well he's still also he's you know still just just in the background. BSAs, I feel like he's MSAs. just always in the background. He's just like
1: <laughs> running in the background.
0: Yo, yo Joe. <laughs> so everyone's like, yo Joe. Yo Joe. He's here in the background. Anyways. All right, and let's continue the list. Number two is the man they called Vader. Uh, Vader made his appearance in Boy Meets World in 1995. He made his first appearance in Boy Meets World in 1995 because if you were a kid and wrestling fan in the 1990s, you know exactly which episodes I'm talking about. Uh, making his debut for Boy Meets World in '95 and two more episodes in '96, Vader played the father of misunderstood bully uh, Frankie Stakino. I don't know why I didn't get that right when I was trying to practice it, but for some reason now I did. Uh, Vader teaches his son how to wrestle in the first and uh, as an amateur wrestler in the first episode he appears in. Uh, I believe wrestling Corey's brother. He's wrestling Corey's brother. Or he's wrestling Corey. Um, also. Uh, In 96, my favorite episode where Vader was in is when he uh, had a wrestling match and Corey and Sean had to play, uh, was it Barney Rumble and Fred Flintstone, where they had tried to be in two places at the same time, going back and forth between Topanga's, Mm -hmm. Uh, who's also a big wrestling fan. Did you know that Topanga? She goes to PWG, or she was going to PWG shows Mm. for a long time. Uh, Topanga going back to her sweet 16. At the end of the day, though. Corey and Topanga were able to share a dance in the middle of the squared circle after everyone left the arena. So, you know, it's funny. I actually have some things I I pulled up just for this uh, that I wanted to talk about. Uh, So they uh, talked to the, or was it the producer um, or the director of Boy Meets World at the time, uh, Michael Jacobs. And they said the entire time, uh, the crowd was chanting. Uh, the whole crowd was chanting. Corey sucks. Sean sucks. <laughs> oh, Corey. Oh. I was like, "Oh, that's messed oh. up, guys." But it just it does seem like very 1990s behavior. Yeah. To totally. do that. So, all right. This is the moment, Jose. Our first number one.
1: I hope I do it justice. Okay. Back in 2000, this lowly uh, up-and-coming wrestler made his first guest appearance on Saturday Night Live. Since then, he has come to host the show five times and is now part of the Five Timers Club, a very elusive club that only very few are a part of. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And we're going <laughs> to celebrate his whole run on SNL. So we go from knucklehead, Muscle Man. Um, being the, I don't know if he was. You remember the character Peepers?
0: Yeah, I, I believe uh, so.
1: Uh,
0: I forgot his name. Uh, little guy. Chris Kattan.
1: Chris Kattan.
0: Yeah, he played. Oh, he was like a monkey or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I remember. Now
1: this. I found I found the bit a little bit racist for my taste today. Yeah. But being that I know it was you know 20 years ago, and oh, that God, The what? Rock threw himself into the role he played of massive Peepers. I don't know if it was his dad or his brother or something, but. He, comedy gold this shit was hilarious um but that was Musclehead guy yeah little by little he's improved and became much more than that and i re-watched the newest season that he did i believe it was this year and it was it was one of the most classic rock on snl moments uh not even moments just the whole show itself was yeah. really
0: really good yeah, and he got well, he got welcome to the Five Timers Club by uh Tom Hanks, right? Tom Hanks and um and Justin Timberlake Alex Baldwin. Oh, well, of course. Mm-hmm. And when you join the Five Timers Club, I mean, we'll we'll get there one day, Jose, you and I. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, that and, was our
0: uh,
1: What? Do you ever see his uh Superman impression? No. I don't know if it was on Matt TV or this. It, it wasn't Superman, he was Clark Kent.
0: God, he would make a great. He, and you could
1: see the Superman costume underneath his shirt. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And it was like, OK, Clark, the building is on fire. Maybe somebody should rescue it. And he's sitting around like, why should I go? I'm Clark Kent. I'm not Superman. I'm not going anywhere.
0: That's great. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah That's yeah, you know, yeah. the, the whole bit is yeah, yeah. from there. <laughs> Just like, you know, why, why don't you guys go put it out or something? I don't know. I got stuff to do. I got paperwork. Yeah. I got, I'm Clark Kent. I got stuff to uh, do. I'm writing the story. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, thank you. And I thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed our top ten wrestling cameos and television shows um don't forget to like share and subscribe oh i mean i think we didn't even go into oh, we already messed up you know we didn't we didn't even do we should talk about the a very a special. not i was gonna say in memoriam but no just special mentions you know okay just real quick go down a list of just random uh stone cold remember stone cold he was in another tv show nash bridges <laughs> <laughs> uh he was a regular on that show right He was pretty much a regular on that show, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hogan in the Love Boat. Um, And his own series. I forgot what it was called. Riptide or something. Oh, no. uh, Was it Tropic Thunder? No, not Tropic Thunder. God. uh, Thunder in Paradise. It's called Thunder. Uh, Okay. Yeah. (laughs) uh, King Kong Bundy, Married with Children. Classic. Uh, Mick Foley. Uh, Some of you don't remember Mick Foley. He was actually in... I hope I get this right. Avatar is that what it's called? Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, he played a, a character that they thought they they couldn't get The Rock to play him, but Mick Foley plays the Boulder.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: uh, go on.
1: Um, the WCW locker room in Baywatch. Yes,
0: they. Yes, they. They were all, and I believe was it like Ric Flair was in it, and then like when it aired, he already made his jump to WWF.
1: Oh, yeah, dude it, that sounds like a
0: true story to me yeah triple h playing <laughs> triple h playing a drunk triple h in the steve carey or the drew carey show not the steve mm. carey show steve mm-hmm. carey shows another show don't worry about that one drew carey show he played himself he played a drunk version of himself and buff bagwell booker t and scott steiner in charmed oh uh
1: remember i mentioned that uh big show made a cameo in one of my uh one of my appearances well yeah he actually showed up in the first uh, monologue, The Rock Kicked. Oh, with The Rock? Yeah, he showed up in the audience with uh Mick Foley and the then champion Triple H. And yeah. that's when Triple H cut a little short
0: promo on The Rock. Uh, Big Show was also in another show on UPN. <laughs> I, 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 I did no research on this. This is just something I remember from when I was a kid. Big Show was in a show called Shasta McNasty, if you remember that.
1: I, it sounds familiar, but I I don't think I've ever seen it.
0: Yes, Shasta McNasty. And uh and <laughs> extreme. And I
1: bet it was around those, those times.
0: Yeah, I I was 12. I think it was the, the during the time they had uh Homeboys from Outer Space mm. and mm-hmm. uh Deadly
1: Game. Okay, yeah, that sounds like it's part of the fall lineup. <laughs>
0: Shasta McNasty. Oh uh, god. God, Pacific Blue was so bad. Just that yeah. back well we're at the end of the show i could ramble on at this
1: point yeah okay let's give a shout out to sting for showing up at walker texas
0: ranger what was this yeah yeah sting had the most random roles in the 90s because like whenever sting was in a show you would just be like wait is that sting yeah that's sting that's sting guys And,
1: and his name would always be steve hi i'm steve
0: yeah and uh yeah like i said hogan Pogan being in trop, uh, tro- was it? Uh, God, I said it earlier. Something in paradise. Thunder paradise. Th- paradise. Thunder yeah. and paradise. Thunder in paradise. paradise thunder. Yeah, where the boat I'm in was called with
1: paradise with a
0: boat. <laughs> yeah, he had a boat named Thunder that had a shadow. There you go. Thunder in paradise. That makes sense now. Th- thunder in paradise. Yeah, he had. Uh, yeah, and he was just he was. It was so bad. So, well, I guess that about does it here for us, Jose. Let's get out of here before anyone else makes us watch any more wrestling cameos that are really i don't want to
1: date this but i just want to give a big shout out to uh one daniel bryan for becoming a second time father hey a beautiful baby girl big shout out good stuff daniel
0: and nikki bella for being a first time mother and nikki yeah Mm -hmm. so and she really wanted to be a mother so good good on her and i according to diva she wasn't ready for this one this one was by a mistake yeah, because all she wanted for the past fucking couple of years was to be a mother, and mm-hmm. it's a mistake. Mm-hmm. It's a mistake that her and her sister got knocked up at the exact same time <laughs> and gave birth <laughs> yeah. two days later. That's a mistake.
1: Conveniently on the show, like two weeks after. I'm Saturday, done.
0: Aaron. I'm <laughs> done. Okay, we're going to record the show. Okay, two weeks. All let's right. do it. All right, guys. No more birth control pills. Well, guys, see you guys later. Have a wonderful evening or morning or day, whenever it is. Have a great day. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.